Hello. You're listening to the KGFC Festival Talks podcast. I am your host, Craig Horsley, and we are coming to you from the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema. And we've been running since August 3rd, and we continue through August 12th at both the UA Midway in Forest Hills, that's located on Continental Avenue and Queens Boulevard, and also uh, at the Queens Museum, which is located in Flushing Meadows Corona Park, and that is where the 1965 World's Fair was and where the iconic Unisphere still stands. And today we are talking with Melissa Center, and she is the writer, director, actress, co-producer of this wonderful short called RV, which is uh, being screened on Thursday, August 9th at 6 p.m. Welcome. Thank you. And just to clarify, I'm the co-director. My partner, Will Hawks, isn't here for the festival, but I just wanted to make sure that he's acknowledged. (laughs) That's a good way to get his name on here, even though he's not here. Will Will Hawks is the (laughs) co-director. Exactly. So um, I don't describe the films uh, because I don't want to give anything away, so I'm going to let you tell us what the film is about. Sure. So again, without giving too much away, RV is a narrative short. Um, that addresses the challenges of our current uh, political climate in terms of women's reproductive rights. Okay. And um, the title, even though it's pronounced RV, it's interesting that you have an R.V. Yes. In the in the actual title, can you explain why you've done it that way? Sure. So the film, uh, the setting of the film is in an RV, which obviously is like the the vehicle. Um, but given that the theme uh, deals with women's reproductive rights, we wanted to give a little wink to Roe versus Wade. Okay. So it had that kind of feel. Um, there's a third reason, uh, <laughs> but I feel like I don't want to. Um, I don't want any spoilers. But uh, it came up in the last festival that I was a part of when people were very curious about the title, and um, I guess. Once you see the film, you can ask me afterwards, and I'll tell you the secret. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely a film that made one think very much, um, and uh, brought out a lot of emotion too for, yes. the, for the viewer. Yes, which is which is very important. Yes, um, and it raises questions about the future of women's reproductive rights. Correct. Um, so, when did you? Uh, come up with the film and I and what's the inspiration for sure so I came up with the film just after uh, Trump was elected Um, I think that that election has a great significance for a lot of people Um, and it was a domino effect of a lot of turmoil I think inner turmoil for many people of different culture groups men women um, different economic uh, strata Uh, and for me personally uh, being the fact that I'm a woman and was concerned about uh, the future of my own rights, I felt very personally connected to this election. Um, it devastated me, and uh, I felt very powerless. Uh, you know, I attended women's marches. I made a few phone calls, but I felt like, is this going to do anything? And I felt like, what can I do to make some sort of contribution Um, in some sort of profound way. And so I thought, well, I can create something. Um, And hopefully whatever that is has enough impact that could affect uh, whether it's legislation in a positive way or just um, empathetically on both sides of 
what's occurring for people to look at a, a challenging situation and maybe um, and maybe look inside themselves and and have a emotional connection to it maybe in a different way than they already would with preconceived notions around women's reproductive rights um, that would be a good thing so I started to um, do a lot of research online I thought okay so as a result of this political decision, what what are the potentialities that could happen? Uh, one of which is the Supreme Court is going to be shifting, and how might that shift, and how might that affect, um, in in this case, my rights as a woman? Um, and I thought, well, wow, it's you know Roe versus Wade might be overturned. What what does that actually look like? And so I started to kind of read personal accounts of when um, rights and laws were not in place and and what that looked like. And it was very upsetting to me. Um, And I watched like a documentary that took place of, you know, women's activists in the 60s. And I thought, wow, this is starting. This is a repeat of history. What is going to be what is going to be occurring here? And that was the seedling of inspiration for this film. I mean, what's what's amazing is the. Uh, people who have lived in a, who, who've grown up where Roe versus Wade is in existence just expect that to continue. Of course. And they don't realize the power of the Supreme Court and the president, uh, the power that he has in legi- basically creating laws for 40 years. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. And it's like we are turning back the clock. And not only with women's rights, but um, I mean, so many, so many human rights are being um, challenged in a, in a very scary way. So back to the, back to the film. Yeah. Um, uh, where was this filmed? <laughs> so um, I was very lucky. I'm connected to a group of uh, uh, women uh, in the business, uh, and we share resources. We say, um, "Hey, you know, anyone have a location?" Or like, "Hey, I need help X, Y, and Z." Or here's this job opportunity, and it's just like this really powerful group of w- working women in the industry. We're trying to lift each other up, right? So um, I, I reached out to that group and said, "Hey, I, I'm looking for a location. Anyone have something interesting?" Well, uh, one young woman director, she she has a family or her family lives in Los Angeles, kind of like in the val- into the valley. Uh, they have this property and often have people film on the property. And she happened to have our, her father had this uh, RV on property. She took a picture and sent it to me. And she's like, uh, this doesn't work. I think I don't know how, how hygienic it is, but like maybe and I said, perfect. perfect. <laughs> I need to see this. Right. It, it was, <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely adds to the emo- the gloom of what this woman is going to go through. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, um, what's... Um, I'll also add that the, the property itself, the feel of it, it feel, it, it doesn't, it's not location specific. No. So it was really important for me to have a feeling like this could be anywhere in America. Um, and and that to me, uh, and from the feedback I'm receiving on the film, really uh, really connects. And and the and the fact that some of the uh, the rights for women are in in states that or that look like they exactly. would have an RV in the middle of a woods. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you found a great location for it. Was it was perfect. It was like a blessing. So what's what's amazing about it is that. Um, there's very little dialogue. Right. I mean, there's maybe how many, 15 words, it seems At like. most. 
Yeah. But it definitely has a ma- huge message without having to speak. Yeah. Um, when you wrote the when you wrote the film, um, did you? So you wrote it and then you di- you uh, co-directed it. Mm-hmm. How many changes did you make? Quite a few. I actually wrote a longer. So the ac- the short as it stands is about ten minutes and thirty seconds. The original screenplay I wrote was closer to twenty five pages, and it dealt with the backstory and the rationale and the um, decisions leading up to this particular event. Um, we so the the short as it stands was made in order to program basically at this wonderful organization in Los Angeles, Artists Rise Up LA, they were putting together a benefit uh, where Planned Parenthood was gonna be the recipient of the funds. And so this gave us an impetus to be like, okay, we're gonna put this together. Why don't we um, just shoot the heart of this film? We can accomplish that in about a day. We can afford that. And you know, we can always use that to to, um, expand upon the film after the fact. So uh, the heart of it, um, there was, you know, less dialogue, I guess you would say. And we even stripped it down even more so. Um, In process, we discovered, well, huh, you know, women's rights are um, at risk. Women don't have a voice as, as, as a result of unfortunately most mostly men's decisions in this case and so wouldn't that even be more powerful if literally there was no words there were no words coming exactly. out of the woman in this the female my right. character's mouth right um so that that felt pretty profound to us and so we so we we held on to that then we shot the shortened version and in the editing process i was watching the film and my partner will and i agreed we're like this is all it needs to be it just, it really stands alone. It really is the most powerful expression of what we're trying to say. And you don't need to know the, I think it leaves, it, it leads, leaves you with more questions and it leaves your mind turning in terms of like, what led up to this? What is the reason? And, and at the end of the day, part of the point is it doesn't matter. Like that's a personal, personal decision. Um, it, that's kind of the point, you right. know, it's like none of anybody's business. Um, and so it just was a kind of magical coming together of choices. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know, you know, people make films for entertainment for this was like a message. This yes. was something to get a message across. Very much. Um, so where do you see this? being most effectively viewed. Yeah, so we've talked about this a lot. And yeah, this movie isn't just for entertainment purposes. It's a tough, it's a very challenging film made on purpose. And we thought, okay, there are a variety of avenues for this film. One is, one, um, you know, mode of connection is through the film festival route. We pl- we've screened a couple and more to come, which is exciting. But we do feel like this needs to get seen in front of as many people as possible. And so we're right now discussing a couple things. One is um, to release it digitally and try to build some virality around it so people across the world can watch it. Um, another is in that um, to connect with uh, organizations um, that are, you know, trying to affect change in terms of women's reproductive rights um, and help 
you know, allow them to use it as a tool for their purposes. Um, and, you know, I have a couple other ideas up my sleeve in terms of uh, some site-specific screenings of this, um, using an actual RV to garner attention around the cause. Uh, that's a little bit more complicated, but it's this little dream that I have in the back of my mind um, as, a, you know, and maybe a couple locations as a profound, like either protest or something to, um, to draw attention. I mean, the situation doesn't need the actual, the jeopardy of the Roe versus Wade doesn't need any attention, but like, you know, hey, have a look at this and, and a more of an emotional connection to it for um, all sides. I mean, I think that uh, you're right. P people are talking about Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it would be like if Roe versus Wade didn't exist. Right. And that's what this film. Correct. So um, universities and places yeah. like that yeah. where there are people who may not who may not have the the propensity to vote right who now if they see this in those universities may say okay i'm going to register I'm right vote. right and so that could be a, a good venue for this film thank you yeah i mean you know anything like we can do to encourage action in a positive direction um or just like action in general is going to be a huge win for us it's hard to say you know you have a vision for something and as a filmmaker like you kind of set it out in the world you don't know where that's going to lead um, so we have, you know, dreams of it affecting change in a positive way, but it's so hard to know, you know. So um, the film, it took one day to shoot. Yes, although uh, this is an insider uh, anecdote. Um, we, we shot in one day. Both Will and I had um, other responsibilities. It was very, you know, very tight timing for us. I think I went out of town. Um, he had another job booked. He, he went to the, um, our editor, our magnificent editor, Mel's place to start looking at the footage. I get a phone call when I'm in Chicago. I think, no, I was back home at this point, um, saying, Hey, um, I was looking at the footage and we seem to be missing some. And so I was saying, what do you mean? What's missing? All of the close-ups. Mm. And so literally it either di it didn't get p properly downloaded from the hard drive or it was taped over. We don't know, but they were gone. And so that was devastating for me. Uh, firstly, because we were, you know, putting our own resources to get this made and also just the ex exhaustion of the right. performance and, and wondering, can I repeat this? Um, can I do this again successfully? But we decided to just like, you know, put on our grown-up pants and organize a second or another half day of shooting basically to ensure that we got this it's, it was too important for us um, and we did so it ended up being about you know let's say about a day and a half of shooting uh, yeah that and was then, that was rough and then after that the editing process how long did not that very take? long I mean we were under pretty uh, pretty strict deadline to get it um, ready in time for the the uh, event with Arula so like a couple a few weeks maybe okay. yeah yeah. I mean, it was, it's very, very effective. And, I, I, and we, we've talked about the film, but we really haven't said much about it. So, uh, right. so um, which hopefully is enticing people to come and see it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we got a marvelous review a couple mm -hmm. days ago. 
Uh, I couldn't be more happy. A uh, gentleman, Steve, who writes for Unseen Films, wrote this really outstanding review for the film. I just felt so humbled by it. Um, so, and people are really, really responding quite uh, powerfully to it. So, I hope you all um, come out to see it. And this is your second time at the Kew Gardens Film Festival. Yes. And uh, you, so last year you saw yourself on the big screen. I did. <laughs> um, this will be a, because of the subject matter of yeah. this film, it's, you've seen yourself on the sc big screen yes. for this film already. Uh -huh. um, it's I, a very strange experience. I, that's all I can imagine. Yeah. I, mean <laughs> I um, you know, it's interesting because I actually am able to watch myself and not feel too weird about it. Um, it's almost like I'm watching someone else. Uh, and, uh, you know, at this point I've seen it on the screen a few times. The first time um, I was I was more nervous, not about my own self, but just the film in general, if it would, if people would connect to it, like if it landed. Um, and the first time we screened, um, someone in the audience broke down like audibly and it just the um, t temperature of the entire theater just like shifted and I was like oh wow this this is effective um, and from there I could be like okay I can breathe and relax knowing that this is doing its job and and when I when I watch when I watch it I actually am able to connect with the story like I'm actually able to feel the emotional journey of it in a strange way which tells me I did an okay job right. <laughs> okay. Sorry. And, and now this is a question that, yeah. that that's may come out of left field but <laughs> after l listening to you say that somebody broke down yeah um, do you think that there may be a reaction to some people that they might walk out oh um, I think actually in my last screening someone did uh, it was at Dances with Films at the Chinese Theater. It's a huge theater. Um, and uh, I think a per after the fact, a person walked out of the theater. It's uh, And I don't know um, if that was just too difficult for them to watch or they don't agree with the message. It doesn't matter. That's totally fine. I found it extremely interesting. Um, I think that this isn't, this isn't a movie that holds your hand through anything. It's very bold. Um, and it's meant to be so, and people are going to have very powerful reactions in either direction, and that's the purpose. So at this point, it's almost like you don't care if it's liked or not. No, you absolutely it, not. You just want it to have a an impact. Correct. Yeah, whether, it's whether not... Whether it's positive or... Whether it's positive yeah. or negative. It's a tough... I mean, it's a very challenging film to like, because it's yeah. not feel good. You know, you can respect it. Uh, you can really admire the film and connect to it on a deep level, but it's not an easy film. No, um, and that's that's to I'm fine with that. Okay. And if it if people get pissed off at my message or our will and my s message, our entire team's message, that's fine. Yeah. You know, mission I'm complete. Mission yeah. <laughs> mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, and you know, we all have varying opinions, personal opinions. This is offering a particular perspective. And you have a fact at the end to tell people exactly what the current situation is. E is even though everybody thinks everything is fine, it's not. It's not. And state by state, uh, there's legislation being passed to uh, to make um, 
procedures in this case uh, way more difficult than they even were. And it's a scary thing. People don't have access to safe health care, women. And that is, um, that there's just so much wrong with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. It was really a very, very powerful film. Thank you. Uh, even though it was just 10 minutes long. It, I, yeah. I saw it like three weeks ago and I still, it still has an impact. Well, thank you. I'm so, ha I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Thank you so much. So um, we've been talking to Melissa Center. Uh, she has this incredible short uh, called RV, R.V, <laughs> and it's uh, being filmed, uh, uh, screened Thursday, August 9th at 6 p.m. Which and is tonight. Tonight, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, so thank you. Um, but before we leave, I'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, Blog, Blog Talk Radio, for providing an excellent platform for our podcast. I'd also like to thank Altee's Cafe. They're in Kew Gardens on Metropolitan Avenue, and they're a wonderful uh, cafe of organic coffee and tea. And uh, that's where we're actually uh, recording these podcasts. So they're our official festival lounge. And for anybody who's already seen some films or has a badge, uh, Atiz is giving a 10% discount on any coffee or bakery item uh, until August 12th, which is the end of our festival. And um, come on down and, and have some coffee. Come and visit us while we're here. Also, for more information about uh, purchasing tickets to the festival and seeing our full lineup of films and events, please visit our website, www.kewgardensfestivalofcinema.org. That's kewgardensfestivalofcinema.org. And um, thank you so much. I'm Craig Horsley, and I'm signing off. Bye. <laughs>